Yeah, the the history of gun control is very very tied up with with racism and right. and whites who are afraid of blacks with guns. Well, yeah, yeah a lot of things are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and we talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Dave, with all the stuff going on, the new conversations about um, gun control and gun culture and stuff, I thought it might be helpful to go back and to review some of the history of the guns in our society. The United States mm-hmm. um, has a much bigger gun um, culture than any other place in the world by far. There's uh-huh. nothing even close. And so there's a lot of the history of the United States wrapped up in guns that's just not true for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, how's that sound? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, in the United States, the very earliest settlers had to have a gun. Right. Um, you know, when you're out in the middle of the wilderness and there is literally no police. Um, there's, I mean, there's nothing for miles and miles for, you know, for days of riding around. Yeah. Even if just to protect yourself from the wolves and from, you know, uh, other bears and what bears yeah. and stuff. But also those folks very clearly, um, in their writings and the, they were using them to protect themselves from the Indians as well. And there was mm-hmm. aggression on both sides there. Mm-hmm. And so if Indians are coming, I have to protect myself from the Indians. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of... so yeah. um, And hunting. You have to... But also, for sure, yeah. no doubt about it. So so attacks from animals and also from Indians. But then also, yeah, you got to... Yeah. <laughs> not a, there's a gun not was, a, was a requirement. Requ- absolutely yeah. requirement. Um, the early colonies and then the states, as, as we settled more and more, uh, pretty much all the laws said that white landowners were required to own guns. White landowners required to own guns. And those guns had to be registered with the state. Mm-hmm. They had to be registered with the state so that they could have a state militia. Right. Um, and part of the law was you, you are required as a citizen to keep your gun in working condition. So you, they couldn't call you up you know, to the militia or whatever, if someone came by, you had to have a gun that was working. Right. And so that's what, so a lot of the Revolutionary War was, um, there was the Continental Army from Washington, mm-hmm. but he also direct Washington and also directed a lot of the state militias. Right. Um, and so each state had a militia and it was these people who, okay, come and bring your gun and you're now part of the, you know, it's an enlistment. Right. Um, the militias were very widely used there in addition to the Continental Army. Um it's interesting that during those colonial times, uh, white indentured servants, so someone who is, uh, you know, I don't, you know, indentured servitude. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So white indentured servants um, were often allowed and, and sometimes encouraged to own and carry guns. Hmm. But from the early, those earliest days, indentured and enslaved Africans never allowed to own guns. Right. So even free Africans... That doesn't surprise me. Just, just yeah. I want to put that out there because uh-huh. we're going to come up on some more stuff along those lines. But right. from the very beginning, Africans, even free Africans, never allowed to own guns. So when we get the... the uh, when the United States becomes a country, then we have the Second Amendment. Second Amendment is pretty short, and a lot of people don't know what it says. Mm-hmm. Let me read it for you. It's one sentence. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state... 
the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, If you go and look at the Founding Fathers' documents writing about this topic, they were absolutely devoted to the militia. And so that's part of this... I mean, that's how it starts off, yeah. right? We need a well-regulated militia. And the reason is because they, all of them hated a standing army, a standing federal army. The, the idea yeah. that the United States would have an army by itself, a federal army that was just like, this is the army. Um, they, they were, we cannot have that. That would be absolutely the worst thing for the country. What they wanted was state militias. Um, they, and, and even the militias, they wanted people to go almost like uh, uh, in, in military now. You can go like uh, in the reserve. We got you go for two weeks in the summer and you know one right. weekend a month. Where okay, that's kind of what they envisioned for the state militias. They didn't want professional um, military, even in the states, but they wanted every state to have its own like reserves, so that in the event mm-hmm. that a state needed to defend itself from something, federal government or another country, that they that we they're all ready to go. Yeah, I mean, they wanted the power in the hands of the people, exactly. as opposed to yes. a king or someone who yes. is who is ruling over them. I don't think that that means that they that like there's something wrong with an army per se. Okay. It's just an army of the people, and not. So, yeah, not an imperial power, I guess. If you read the early founding fathers yeah. talking about this, they did not at all want a federal army unless they, uh, unless like to, uh, there was like a big right. war, a national war. No, if, I can see that. I could, But they said, as I soon totally as that war is that, over, we're going back to militia. Especially in that, that place in history. I mean, it just made sense. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. They did not want any professional soldiers. None. Um, but you wanted every available man. Ev- so, so that's what it was. Yeah. E- well, every white man... Mm-hmm was supposed to be part of this militia and able to be called up, and they need to be in a militia that was well-regulated, that is, that is regularly training, and so they'll be, you know, and so right. when they're called up, they're ready to go, kind of like the, the Army Reserve or whatever that we have now. Right. Yeah. Um, and the idea is that if you had a standing army, whoever was in charge of that army, whether it's the president or right. the generals or whomever, is uh, almost certainly going to oppress or at least can threaten to oppress all the other people. And that's what they were afraid of it. Okay. So that's the Second Amendment. And until just a few years ago, the Second Amendment very clearly, according to the Congress and the Supreme Court, referred only to militias. Mm -hmm. Do you know when we started thinking that the militia is... um, uh, just like a, a a mere example. That's not really about what the Second Amendment is about. Do you know? Do you know when that happened? When the shift started happening. Yeah. I mean, with uh, when you have crazy groups out there in the woods with a bunch of guns, um, they start saying, "Is this what we want?" Well, m- sort of. There is actually a case, and it was in mm-hmm. two thousand eight, um, District of Columbia versus Heller, where the Second Amendment, uh, the the uh, Supreme Court said the Second Amendment uh, refers. Um, uh, says the militia, the idea of the militia is just uh, an example of something that people might want to do with guns that it needs to be protected. But that the, the so the um, the rights of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And then it's the thing about the militia, that's also, you know, that's an example of, of why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, but until then, ev- the the legal understanding of it was that militias are really important. 
That that's what the Second Amendment is about. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I think that that was a, a misreading. That the Heller case was a misreading of the Second Amendment. I think it is about militias, and I think we need to defend ourselves. Um, in that way. I, I like the Founding Fathers' mm-hmm. uh, view of it. I think it's interesting that it's a lot of conservatives that want to interpret the Second Amendment very loosely, very loosely, not in the original intention. Okay. Because that's unusual. They typically are conservative brothers and sisters. want, are, you know, The more conservative they are, they want to, like, what is the original founders intend? That's super clear. It is malicious. That's Are you the, saying as opposed to to homeowners having correct. a gun? Correct. Well, yeah, okay, I don't, so, I don't well, think so. So we got to be careful because yeah. they wanted homeowners to have guns. Obviously, no question yeah. about that. They were very, very. Every person should have a gun in their home. I would argue that that was the the uh, milieu that that was the expectation of everyone. Ab- well, yeah. yeah, and actually, it right. was the law that you ha- white homeowners, uh, landowners had to have a gun. In a yeah. lot of places, that was the law, right. and it had to be in their home, and they had to be well acquainted with their gun. So all of that is true. The purpose of it, though, is for the militia. The purpose of it is... It's is, for the rights of the people to yes, protect themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And that it's well reg- and that it's, it's to bring this militia together to defend themselves against a, an oppressive um, government or, or some other nation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, though, that they also said, the Founding Fathers, going back there, said that um, no black people and no Indians could be in the militia. Mm-hmm. And what they said very clearly is, since they can't be in the militia, therefore, they may not have guns. Mm-hmm. In other words, the whole idea of owning a gun was so that you can be a part of the militia. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, many of the Founding Fathers talk about that. Or... okay. Or it's just that part of racist society is yes. that they don't want... Those are tied up together, for sure. ...potential disgruntled people to yes. have deadly yes. force. That's right. So you can prevent them from having it. That's know, right. And your quote, responsible right. citizens to have right. this, this ability. That's right. That's right. After the Civil War, two things dramatically increased private gun ownership. Dramatically. The first is that because of the war, gun makers had... Uh, a whole bunch of inventory, and they had uh, established supply chains. They had a ton of guns that needed to be moved and sold. Um, and so they started selling guns alongside like flour and sugar and like all that kind of stuff. And then they had an increase in marketing saying, uh, young boys need to get a gun because it's a gun that's going to make the boys into a man. Mm-hmm. If you want your boy to become a man, it means he needs to master the gun. And when he's mastered the gun, that's what it means to be a man. Mm-hmm. That was the marketing. So that's the one thing is that gun makers had a huge inventory. The other thing is that, that increased gun ownership is that after the Civil War, of course, in the South, you have a whole bunch of freed African-Americans. Um, and so white men in the South were very, very afraid of revengeful former slaves. Uh-huh. Um, and so there was a lot of groups that said you have to arm yourself, and there were a lot of like uh, militias, basically— to patrol areas that had a lot of African Americans, and you got to make sure everyone's got to have a gun in order to keep these blacks in line. Yeah, and so then that that fear was a big, big deal. And of course, we're not going to let the blacks have a gun, but the whites, everybody needs to arm themselves to mm-hmm. make sure that we don't have a revolt like that. Yeah. As it goes on, uh, the West, what we see in Hollywood, 
is that the West had was filled with guns, but that's actually not a, not exactly true. Everyone had a gun, but when it because they're out hunting and they're out doing these kinds of things. But when they would come into towns, all of the towns, uh, Tombstone, Deadwood, Dodge City, all these famous towns, had very very tight gun control. There were no firearms in those towns. When mm-hmm. you came into the town, you had to turn in your firearm to the sheriff. And that would be locked up in mm-hmm. the safe, uh, the town safe, and then you'd have to go back and get your gun before you left town. Right. Uh, and so that was, yeah. Uh, but in Hollywood, that doesn't work real well. So you, there's all these shootouts in town and that sort of thing. Right. right. Um, and so we think, it, you know, the Wild West is all about guns. And right. they, they did have a lot of guns, but it was for hunting more than for shooting each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um but that that captured the imagination. Here's uh-huh. what here's what you know. We love guns and we love anyway. So, um, for uh, for the early 1900s, there was a lot of gun control um, across the states. For example, 43 states in the early 1900s um, banned guns in public places. If you're going to be in a public place, you can't be carrying guns. Uh-huh. So most of our states at that point we didn't even have 50 states, and so that's most of our states. I don't know which ones they were. Um. Until we get to um, the civil rights movement, and when we get the assassinations of uh, John F. Kennedy, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and we had several big assassinations around right. that time, uh, then the, we had the Gun Control Act of 1968 in, re- in response to all these assassinations. And it was highly, highly controversial, but it was passed, and, and what that did is it banned Mail order guns. Several of these these assassinations happened by people who were ordering guns through the mail. Okay, right. no, we're not doing that anymore. And also banned gun sales to felons, drug users, and quote the mentally incompetent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then uh, about the same time was uh, um, when um, blacks in um, California said, "Wait a second, a well regulated militia, we can do that." Right. And uh do you remember the uh uh the folks who did that? And and what they uh what they were called? Do you remember these folks? Maybe. The Black Panthers? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's what you were talking about. The, yeah. yeah. And so they were seriously a well regulated militia. And mm-hmm. they were um if you see you can go back and see like YouTube videos of these of these uh black men like seriously marching and mm-hmm. doing, you know, uh they were if ever there's a thing called a well-regulated militia, that's who it was. And they're uh-huh. like, okay, so they're, and they're carrying open carry guns in right. the streets. And Californians were terrified. White Californians were terrified. Uh-huh. Up until that time, California had almost no gun control, very, very little. And you can carry a gun wherever you want to. And what they were doing was completely legal. But uh, they, uh, everybody, all the whites, Republicans, Democrats, even the NRA was saying, holy smokes, we can't have this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were calling for more for stricter gun regulation, and it was actually Governor Ronald Reagan who signed into law uh, what was commonly called the Panther Act to uh, have very very strict gun regulation, and that made it illegal to open carry guns in California. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons that California now is one of the most restrictive states as it comes from that era. Right. Um, of you know when whites do it, then it was okay, but when blacks do it, we didn't right. like that. Now um, we've got a problem. Now we yeah. got a problem. Exactly. So, yeah, the the history of gun control is very, very tied up with with racism and right. and whites who are afraid of blacks with guns. 
Well, yeah, yeah a lot of things are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. This is a big piece of it. Um, guns, e- even with all that, up until um, the time when you and I met each other, in the early 2000s, guns were used and seen by American society mostly for hunting. If you ask somebody, the average person who has a gun, what do you use your gun for? Why do you have a gun? It's mostly for hunting. It's mostly for uh, sport and that kind of thing. Uh, and then after that, it be, in the early 2000s, we switch and it becomes more for protection. And people are afraid. I need a gun to protect myself. Well, I think there was a, there was a surge of that. I think that's always been, like going all the there's way back been to the some very people, beginning. For sure, for sure. Like we said, like there's, yes. there's been, it's, it's for hunting and it's for home protection. Yes. Um, but I think there was a, a, a surge of people who, who didn't hunt, have no interest in hunting, but they did want protection. Yeah. Yeah. In, along those lines, in 2005, Florida passed um, the first, I think this was the first, of the um, Stand Your Ground laws. And this was a total change in the way we think about um, how we, what guns are used for. Mm-hmm. And the idea of the Stand Your Ground law is it, if you have a gun, if you legally own a gun and, and are carrying it legally, then no matter where you are, if you feel threatened for your life, then you are allowed to take deadly force no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that is a total switch from English common law going back a very, very long time from before that, you know, we had uh, colonists uh, that says that it is your responsibility to retreat. If you right. feel afraid, it is your responsibility to retreat as long as you can and to provide and to explore whatever avenues you can for peace. Um, but if you have done all of that and then you still feel cornered and you still, and there's nothing, your last resort, then it's allowable to, if, if someone is threatening your life, it's allowable mm-hmm. to defend yourself. This is the this is uh, preemptive striking basically. It could, the, the, Florida said in 2005, a gun can be your first measure to defend yourself. It doesn't have to be your last measure. And now 34 states allow the same thing. Yeah, I know there was a case. I think it was a Florida man. You know, Florida man jokes are prevalent, but yeah, this, Florida uh, this man, guy sure. was. Uh, you could tell that he was he was wanting to use his gun. He was just infatuated with the culture of it, and the, uh-huh. he shot it all the time, and, and was looking for trouble. Yeah, and uh, and found it. He there was a party in his neighborhood, and he was he drove by and kept telling them to turn things down. They were being disruptive, and uh-huh. just trying to stir it up. Yeah, and these people uh, told him to you know to go away as they yeah. ought to. Yeah. Um, and he kept quoting. He had a camera rolling. And he kept quoting. Uh, hey, back up from the car! Don't don't approach the car! I'm fearing for my life here. Uh huh. And he kept he kept using buzz phrases from right. those kinds of laws. Yes, 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 um, yes. And then he ended up shooting and killing. Yep. Uh, somebody. Mm-hmm. And it was the father of the girl's party. Mm. Uh, so so he's gone, and uh, a jury didn't buy it. He mm. didn't get off um, mm. uh, because mm. it, it's not hard to see. Yep. When someone's stirring a pot yep. and causing trouble, or they're um, there's a real imminent harm, and retreating isn't even an option. Uh, th- that's different, and hopefully juries will see that difference. But I think I prefer the. Uh, this is a last resort legally. Yeah. Uh, I've you know I've retreated and I've, I'm yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And not it's not always so. You know when you get how many. Um, 
gun violence, murders, that kind of thing, have video of them. Very, very few, right? right? And so how do we establish this? Um, you know, I, I understand that that's difficult. But as a society to say, we, we went from saying guns have to be your last resort to guns can be, if you want, your first resort mm-hmm. if you feel threatened. Yeah. I mean, if I was on a jury yeah. and, and they said, uh, this guy went over to the party with his gun sure. to confront them about the noise of their party, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, this guy's looking for trouble. Oh, yeah. I'd think that immediately, right? Sure. Call the police. Who are you? Who do you think yeah. you are? Yeah. Going in and, and, and waving a gun and bossing your neighbors around. Shut up. Go home. Call the police if you're upset. And they'll, they'll go, you know, file a, a noise ordinance or something. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? You know, to me, it's obvious. But in that, yeah, so that seems obvious to me, although there have been other cases that are seem just as, what is it, last fall, there was the guy who uh, went across state lines to to some protest or something, and then he stirred up trouble, and some and uh, and he shot, I think, a couple people, and he, he got off. It was... Yeah, it's... It, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you people go to a riot in order to feel threatened. People, yeah, it's... Mm. Right, and so that's or what about a person who just is out and oh, it's a mistake. And, you know, I, I just have a gun with me, and and you know, I, anyway, it's uh, it's not good. It's not good. The the I think what you're saying, and I'm agreeing with you. By okay. the way, uh-huh. is yeah. that the, that there is a culture, um, and a and a a interest in using a weapon. Yeah, that some people get infected with yes 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 and and look for trouble yes where they can they want they want a scenario where they can justifiably yes shoot a person that's right yeah yeah and they put themselves in a situation where that is likely to happen and then say okay i and then i felt threatened so it's okay and that way i definitely agree with you in our previous episode on gun control yeah that there are there are folks who are inflamed with a sense of power yeah um, and that leads to extra gun violence. Yep. Yeah. So a couple things. I think it's helpful to remember that um, so much of our gun culture is uh, wrapped up in racial issues, and that's, I think, why it's very obvious to see to me to see that gun culture is much, much stronger in the South than it is the North. Not to say there's no guns in the North and not to say there's no pacifists in the South, but and it has a, I think it has a, goes back to that Civil War era, um, and where we're afraid of of uh, black men, and then we've got other issues around black men and the fear of them and their violence and that sort of thing. But the other thing is, I think that the the uh, Supreme Court did not interpret the Second Amendment correctly in two thousand eight when they really made the switch and said this is really not about militias. This is not about the government protecting uh, the the people protecting themselves from an oppressive government. This is about individuals protecting themselves against particular threats. And I can so, see that our nation has a an army and a, an air force and a marine corps. Yeah, boy. We, we've got a, a huge, robust military. Yes. Um, and so uh, the, the idea of a militia is um, they're more concerned about th- these terrorist organizations. Yes, right? that's right. I can understand the shift. Um, you know, earlier in the other episode, we were, we were we kind of touched on the idea that that maybe the serious weaponry yeah. 
could be in a in an armory or somewhere yes. local. Um, yeah, but what's serious? Well, I mean, we that's you know yeah, that's, that's a continuum. We can do, enough, we can define. It, I'm sorry. Keep know. going. Yeah. Keep going. Um, but uh, um, how to how to regulate that? How to uh, what would that look like? Yeah, yeah. And, and whose fingers would be in it? Right. Um, those are all. Yeah, we got to be careful about that. Things. What, what the founding fathers were interested in, in the terms of militia, is defending them, a, a state, a group of people in the state, the people of the state, defending themselves against an oppressive federal government. Yeah, that's what they were because they were coming out of the Revolutionary War and saying, and the and the um, uh, British government saying, you can't have guns because we are going to exact taxes from right. you. And and that's what they're interested in doing. There's no way, there's no militia in the country, and no matter AK-47s is going up against our military air force, you know, our army air force uh, marines. If they want to come in and infor- impose taxes and take stuff by force, it doesn't matter how many AK-47s we have in Kentucky, uh, we're going to lose. I don't know about that. Okay. Yeah, I think Ukraine is a good example of it. Fair enough. Um, when when you're when you're in an area that's your area, uh-huh. and you know it, and you're it's your home, and you're defending it, even if you have inferior firepower, um, there is a there's an interest and a knowledge that gives you an upper hand. Yes, and, I would say to compare the Russian army with the U.S. army is a little bit different. Well, uh, comparing the Russian army, um, its power over the Ukraine power. And and comparing that's the comparison. Fair enough. Fair enough. That the, that the U.S. government I don't compared know to its U.S. That. citizenry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, um, but that's to say, I don't think it would. I don't think the U.S. government. I don't think that's the issue anymore. Okay. And, but I do. I mean, are you afraid of that? You afraid that? I no, mean, no, 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 uh, no. Well, we did have an episode a little while ago. Where we were talking about how uh, there's a there's a fascist tendency, sure, toward bending rules or like yes, yes, yes. Ex- increasing power over the executive yes. and the judicial, and uh, so there is some concern. But uh, it's not. That's not really my concern. It's not an that immediate... our own government is going to yeah. be a problem. But I do extend that to other governments. Sure, and I've already cited and and believe that that has prevented trouble on our soil. Yes, because we have an armed society. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Because um, it's not just the U.S. military you'd have to conquer if you want to invade America. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. That's right. Um, but I think also it's—I am uh, always interested in in moving power out of—this is me personally in my philosophy. Sure. Moving power out of centralized areas, so out of the federal government and into the states, and from the states into local areas. And so I, mm-hmm. I, I'm with the Founding Fathers here saying— I am not. I, I'm not real happy about having a a big, a, strong a central government, central with government, power, or powerful military, or a a massive, powerful military. I mm-hmm. would much prefer us to have a have militias. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. I just want. I just think that we need to. We'd have to define our our. Uh, no doubt about it. How we're going to regulate? How what you know? We need to make a lot of rules about that. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, but it's hard for me to look at the Second Amendment and say this is really not about militias. And I think that our Supreme Court has gotten that wrong mm-hmm. when they say that. And that's where we are right now. This has nothing to do with militias. And yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. If we yeah. wanted, if we want to change the Constitution, if we want to change the Second Amendment to better fit what our society wants, then that's fine. I don't want that for our society. Mm-hmm. I want us to have well-regulated. No, I, I agree with you. As long as you're not saying that the Second Amendment has nothing to do with private gun ownership, not as such. 
It's mm-hmm. private gun ownership so that you can if if you are a gun owner, I think I'm with the founding fathers in saying you should be ready to join and and uh, uh, and, protect, and, and defend, protect and, pre- and help. protect and defend. That's right. Yep. That's right. And so it's private gun ownership that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you you think people shouldn't be hunting? Oh no, people should hunt. Right. That has nothing to because <laughs> yeah. I think that was assumed. I agree. Yeah. That's assumed, and that's yeah. so. That's not. We don't have a right to hunt articulated because I think that right is assumed. Absolutely, yeah. But that has nothing to do with the Second Amendment. Second Amendment is not about sport. It's not about target practice. It's not about hunting. I think all that stuff is completely, is not in the Constitution, but Mm -hmm. assumed no one's going to infringe on those rights. What what the the struggle in the the Second Amendment is, (laughs) we don't want any militias because the federal government's going to come and oppress everybody. Like, no, we need to protect the state's rights to have a militia. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the Second Amendment is about. That's yeah, what yeah. it says, right? Pretty clearly, but the Supreme Court disagrees with me. So, well, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, how do how would you balance it out with the the what are kind of called domestic terrorist groups? You know, kind of some kind of wackadoo group that's getting heavily armed. That's a great question. So I think uh-huh. that I think that uh, the reason that those can can grow so big. Is that they are um, not run by the state? They're they're individual. Mm-hmm. So these uh, a regular. Uh, let me read the Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. Yeah. So these are state militias, and I think what would need to happen is that if we had state militias, they go and take care of those folks before yeah. it, before it gets bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and instead of the police force doing it. That the police didn't, are no are no match for those kind of militias, but a state militia would be. Hmm, you wouldn't see them working together. I mean, the, well, they could. I mean, it depends. On, it depends on the yeah. particular group you're talking about, right? So, I mean, the police some, do have do have militia branches. You know, the SWAT team and stuff like sure, that. Sure, I mean, sure, sure. I got you. And so then yeah. we got these hybrids or whatever. And so, uh, yeah. But you get a group of you get a militia that's up in the woods somewhere and says we're not part of the United States anymore or even the state that in which we reside. We're a separate thing, and so we're not going to pay taxes to anybody, and we're going to do our own thing. Okay, yeah, we got to go take care of those folks, and yeah. you know, uh, if they've got weapons and they've got you know they've got all the all right, that's not they can be well regulated, but they're not part of the state. And you and, would want Johnny homeowner to go do that. I would want a well regulated militia, not a professionally trained. Military, so folks who are doing two weekends in the uh, in the summer and mm-hmm. one weekend a month or whatever. I, that, I'm not talking yeah, about that particularly, but yeah, uh, uh, yes, that's right, that's right. Interesting, because of the Second Amendment, you'd say that. Yeah, that's what the Second Amendment says. Yeah, I don't know if that's what it it, it is uh, enforcing. I mean, if we have a if we have a military, why would we why would we get a bunch of homeowners who who Weekend warriors, you know, to go take care of a problem that 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 they might not be able to handle or have the, I mean, uh, you know, we have a professional military. It should be, they should take care of that. Oh, that makes sense. If yeah. we have a professional military, the founding fathers did not want us to have a professional military. Right. Of well, course, that, well, that ship has sailed. Exactly. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. that's a different thing. Yeah. So yeah. So the military needs to go in and take care of that, but they're not paying attention to those things as much because they are. They've got a different. Our, our police force is taking care of that mostly, and I that's mm-hmm. not what the police, I don't think, that's a totally different issue for the hopper. I don't think that's what the police is designed to do. Yeah. And when we militarize the police, I think it's a huge mistake. Police are very, very important in society, 
but they fulfill a very different role than a militia or a military. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we ask them to go take care of, you know, the people who won't pay their taxes and won't, uh, you know, uh, uh-huh. obey our laws, then I think we've, we've made a big mistake. Hmm. What do you think about that? No, I, can, I hear that. Yeah. I'm just not sure a militia's a better option. Well, maybe I could put it this way. If, if militia is not the right option, we need to change the Constitution, change this amendment, because this is what it's saying is, should be the solution. Again, the Supreme Court disagrees with me, and they say that people have a right to bear arms no matter what. You know, another, another interesting thing in, in history, I'll, I'll just, I need to, oh, wait, well, we got to wrap up. Um, <laughs> another interesting thing, though, in 1993, there was a famous paper uh, by Arthur Kellerman. Um, there was a massive study, very well documented, that showed the connection between the presence of gun in a home and increased violence on the residents in those homes where a gun is. And when that came out, it had a massive impact upon our lawmakers, and the NRA um, got super scared of that kind of research. They sunk a ton of money into passing a law that same year to ban all public money going to study guns or the effects of guns. And that that was in effect until 2021. No public money was used to study the effects of guns or study guns or any of that kind of research. Mm -hmm. It was uh, illegal until 2021. To me, that is bonkers, Mm. that we're not studying it at all as a society through all of these... Uh, the, all of this gun violence, and then just recently, it's opened back up where we can study it. Yeah, Th- that that's just nuts. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Weird. Yeah, is it, there, <laughs> that's gun culture, right? That's yeah. uh, right. It's politically charged fears, and mm-hmm. yeah, we can study cars. We can study any other safety issue, right? But not guns. Well, recently we can, so that's good. Okay. Yeah, I guess it, it, there's a fear that the, there's a motivation out there to strip people of their guns, disarm the society. Yes. And I don't want to yeah. do that. Right. But I want it to be, there's ways for people to be armed and for it to be safe. Hey, this is Dave from the Hopper Podcast. Do you like our podcast? Then please like it, subscribe it, and share it with somebody right now. Post it on Facebook. Put your favorite episode up and join us in the conversation. Write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. Willie, yeah, we have another top ten. All right, I'm going to quiz you. Okay, I, I let's think see. you can get all these. Um, we'll see. They're the top what is it? ten most common pets in the United States. Top ten most common pets in the United States. All right. Um, okay, yeah. so these are the pets that are that there's more of than any others. Okay. Yes, I'm pretty sure I know what number one and two are. I would think so. So I'm going to save those until a little bit later. Really? Yeah, I'm going to okay. save those. When you're stuck on something? When I'm stuck on something, uh, then okay. I can look better. Okay. Okay. So uh, one and two, I know I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. How uh-huh. about most common pets? Is this in the United States or worldwide? United States. Okay. We love our pets in the United States. That's for we sure. Do. And I love my pets. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to say a rabbit. A rabbit is number six. Yeah, okay. I used yes. to have a rabbit. Do you remember my rabbit? I remember Luther. Luther, the yeah. rabbit, yeah. We yeah. had him for a long time. Uh, we had him for about 10 years. That is a long time for a rabbit. Rabbits live in captivity like five years or so, yeah. typically. And when he died, 
he was uh, he may have been the oldest rabbit in Florida. Um, <laughs> yeah. We took good care of him. Yeah. 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 We had a rabbit. Did you? I didn't know you had a rabbit. Yeah. When I was growing up, we had a rabbit. Okay. And uh, it used to go under the end table and chew on the power cord to the lamp. Yep. That sounds right. And shock itself and jump its head <laughs> into the bottom of the end table. Is that right? Like, what is that thing doing? It's wow. down there shocking itself. Oh, on, my goodness. On the wires. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. What was that rabbit's name? I don't remember. Oh, okay. You weren't so attached to the rabbit. I mean, I liked it and all, but I, I can't remember. His Not name. enough to remember his name. Yeah, that's that's odd. I don't remember his name. I he, do remember that um, it. Uh, we didn't know if it was male or female. Okay. And then it became blatantly obvious that it was a male. Oh wow! Yeah, and I was okay. like, really? Okay. Really? Rabbits have to carry that around, huh? Okay. okay. All yeah. right. Yep. They, yeah. uh, they, the rabbits are all about reproducing, right? That's for sure. Yeah. My wife, when she was young, had a rabbit that had the same issue. They didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. It was a, it was a white one. And they assumed that it was, looking at it, they assumed that it was a girl because uh-huh. that's what it looked like, so right, to speak. Right, right. And so they named the rabbit Genevieve. Uh, and then it turned out to be a boy. Yeah. And they kept his name. Yeah. His, he was a boy named Genevieve. Well. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, so rabbits are number six, did you say? That's what I said. Number okay. six. So let's guess uh, fish. Fish is number three. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you would imagine that people have all kinds of fish. Oh, yeah. Lots of fish. Beta fish. Yeah. Uh, goldfish. And... I'm sure I had fish when I was little, um, but I don't really remember. I, my parents got a lot of fish. My dad- They flushed them a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of flushing. My dad had a- um, uh, for a long time, had a saltwater aquarium. After oh, I moved out, yeah, yeah. After I moved out, he he kept that and really enjoyed Can it. Have he some have really more, cool fish in a saltwater. Aquarium. Yeah, he had some clownfish and some yep. different things. Uh, fish. Did you ever have any fish? I had goldfish and beta fish. Yeah, those are the easiest to keep. I They're think. easy. You you don't need like a, a filter, you know, yeah. or anything like that. Nothing nothing serious. Just a bowl of some water, change of water here and there. We could put a few some food flakes in there. They, yeah, yeah. When we lived in North Carolina, I remember um, my wife and I went several times to a once a year event at the at NC State, North Carolina State University, uh-huh. which is um, uh, real big into agriculture and that kind of stuff. Right. We went to the veterinary school, which is like the number two or three veterinary school in the country. And we took it. They had a, a veterinary school had a had an open house. Uh, once a year that you could just go and see. And we would go, we went several years. There's no way you could see the whole thing in eight hours. Yeah. It was like an open house for eight hours or something. All kinds of activities, all kinds of stuff. It was massive. But one year we went to tour the fish surgery center. Really? And fish surgery. Fish surgery okay. center. So they would take fish that had tumors or eye issues. They uh-huh. would do they would do surgery on fish eyes. While the fish was still alive, right, and return it to its owner, but also apparently koi fish get like tumors and various things, and okay. so yeah, they do they do surgeries, and you have to keep water flowing over the fish, but they like knock out the fish somehow. I forget exactly where it's comatose, basically. Yeah, but then they have to have water flowing over it, over the gills, over the gills yeah. as it's laying on a platform, uh, and then you can do surgery. It's it, it, I didn't watch any surgery happening, yeah. but they kind of had an illustration. It's really interesting. I'm I not ha- going to tell the story, but I have done some surgery. 
Oh my. Yes. On fish. <laughs> no. Not on fish. Not on fish. Moving right along. Oh my. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. All right. We're just gonna have to use our imagination. That's for right. That. That's daggone right. Okay. Okay. So uh we got rabbits, we got fish. I'm gonna say ferrets. Ferrets is number 10, just barely eked on the list. Okay, ferrets. I do not like ferrets. They're awful. I would not have a ferret as a pet. I've known several people who have had ferrets as pets. They stink horribly. Yeah. They are, yeah, I don't like them. I think they're pretty strong-willed and uh, kind of a nuisance critter. If we have any listeners who have ferrets as pets, go ahead and unsubscribe. (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, don't do that, but <laughs> but send us some nasty email. Yeah, wow. We we yeah. I don't like ferrets. Not a fan. Okay. All yeah, right. my neighbor had a ferret. They're common. Why? What do people well, see in ferrets? They're kind of exotic. They're kind of unique, right? It's I like guess it's a unique. different kind of pet. Yeah, sure. And in that way, it's cool. But I just don't. I just yeah. You see them, and you're I'm kind of done after that. Yeah, for sure. It's like oh, that's kind of neat, and stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's see. So, how about like, um, hmm? You have to pull out one of the top. I may have two. to pull out my top ones. Okay, so a cat. A cat is going to be number two. That's correct. Okay. I don't like cats very much, but I have a cat. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, at least you're honest. I'm honest. I've never had a cat. I. Per- prefer number one yes me too uh i think i know what number one is <laughs> it's, it's yeah. alligator it, right yeah exactly that's what i thought pet alligator pet alligators. Yeah. um no I, uh we've got a cat she is but see, the thing is i wouldn't consider her uh, a pet she yeah she lives outside she's a cohabitor of yeah. some kind right? she's she's a she's a co-worker yeah uh, or I've employed her. She lives outside. We live w- surrounded by a lot of fields, uh-huh. you know, uh, cornfields and Field wheat fields and stuff. Abundant. Yeah. So we don't want any mice in the house, and I don't really want any snakes in the yard. And so we feed her enough that she stays around our house, but not uh-huh. enough that she she'll is stop full. hunting or something. Yeah. yeah so she's, she's a hunter. Get out there and do your job. That's right. So anyway, cats. But some people like cats, and I get that uh, more sure. than ferrets for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'd, so we we mentioned just a moment ago alligators, and that's probably not it. But how about lizards? So um, for this one, you're going to have to go broader than alligators and lizards. Oh, uh, reptiles? Yeah, reptiles. reptiles. Okay. And so that would include... That would include turtles. Well, yeah, and snakes. People and have snakes. a lot of oh, snakes, snakes yeah, as yeah. pets. Uh, so, and lizards, you know, lots so, of bearded dragons and iguanas. So and, all of that is combined, and they have it in one... Have category. It? I'm going to yes. say that is number what? four. Close. It's number five. Knew it. It's number five for the reptile category, which again is a lot of. That's a lot of animals. a lot of critters in there. Yeah. yeah. What did you ever have any reptiles? I always wanted a snake. My dad does not like snakes, um, and that was illegal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went looking for them outside, and like I said, I used to, you know, I could identify them pretty well, and I would pick some up and stuff like that. But yeah. I, I never had a pet reptile. Yeah. I cannot imagine ever having a pet reptile. I cannot imagine ever living in a house that had a pet reptile. That's just not... 
Just wouldn't do you right, huh? Tur- well, turtles. What, like a I think lizard? I, could, I think I could go with turtles. Now, hold on. I did have turtles. Okay. I, caught, I could do turtles. Sorry. I could do turtles. Yeah. I caught two turtles when I was canoeing. Yeah. Red, oh. Red-eared sliders. I brought them home, and I built a turtle pond in my parents' backyard. I dug a big hole in the ground. I poured huh. concrete. What? I put a border up. I put plants in there. I put a fountain spitting water into the- Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I put the turtles in there, and they would swim around, and I loved it. Wow. Yeah, and they, um, I found out that one was chasing the other uh, incessantly. Okay. And so we asked the pet store, and, and he taught me how to identify male and female, yeah. and I, in fact, had a male and a female, and the male was incessantly chasing the female because <laughs> it was breeding season. And uh, oh he must have been successful because sometime later I saw her laying eggs. Yeah. Then they hatched, and I had a, at least a dozen little tiny nickel-sized turtles. Wow. That were the cutest things you've ever seen. Sure, I mean, sure, sure. I mean, they- I can imagine. Oh, yeah. And they, they quickly grew to about a quarter size. And then, uh-huh. Um, and I, I put them loose in the pond, but I think something got savvy to my turtle collection there. And uh, mm. either a herring or a raccoon or Somebody, something yeah. dispatched of them, or they got out because yeah. they were so small. I I um I would like to think they got out, but I think they were eaten. Yeah, sure. Uh, but man, they were they were so cute. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, they carry salmonella. You got to be careful handling them and all right, that. But right, I, oh right. man. So I did have reptiles. Yeah. And, How old were yeah. you when that when you did that? I was um, I want to say like a freshman in high school. Oh, okay. And my parents were, you know, they let me do that, and they kept it. And that's cool. Years after I was even out of the house, they they maintained fish in that pond. They didn't. Wow. They didn't have any more turtles, of course. But I, I would put little tiny ten cent fish in there for the turtles to eat. Huh. And they didn't eat them. They grew into giant into larger, goldfish. Yeah. I took some big, big goldfish back to the pet store and and sold them for like sixty dollars. What? Yeah. They gotten so big in the pond. Little ten cent fish. Wow. Yeah. I never but, knew about that. That's that's interesting. You never told me that story. I know it's kind of weird, isn't it? That is very strange. I just you know it's just on a whim. I caught these turtles. Yeah. I thought turtles were cool. I built a pond. Yeah. I like yep. turtles. I like turtles. Uh, so. But snakes and lizards? Nope, not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know you like snakes. Yeah. I I wouldn't. I don't think I'm a big fan of pet snakes. Okay. Okay. Um, I think there are a lot of people who get snakes. Back in the day, not too long ago, you could order snakes, exotic venomous snakes. What? And you could have them mailed to you. Wow. And then you could have, so you you have this eyelash viper in your house. Oh, my goodness. And then you get tired. What do people do when they get tired of having a pet snake? They let it go. Yeah, that's not good. And there are a number of snakes in Florida where the climate permits them to survive. um, Mm -hmm. And they have a whole division of animal control mm-hmm. that only picks up snakes because mm-hmm. they have so many, so much. Yeah, of course you know about the the anacondas in the Everglades kind of wreaking oh, yeah. havoc as a yeah. nuisance. Yeah, huge. They were not native there, and they've been introduced, and they're killing off a lot of wildlife. Yeah, there. I've seen stories where where it's like a an anaconda versus an alligator there. Yeah, and it's kind yeah. of flip of the coin as to who's going to win depending on who's bigger. Yep, and that's typically. People got some pet and they let it loose. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, okay. So all the reptiles are together. How about like mice or rats? Okay, um, not mice or rats, but 
but rodents of a kind are on squirrels? the Squirrels? <laughs> Not squirrels. Well, rabbits are mice. We've worked, I mean, rabbits are rodents. We've talked about that. Um, yeah. Another, because I know people, there are people who who keep squirrels like the, like there's different, not your regular brown or gray squirrels, but there's like specialty squirrels. Another rodent. Who yeah, I several more rodents. Several more that rodents. That I can think of, but oh, there's oh, oh, two oh, oh, on the oh. list. How about um, hamsters? hamsters? Hamsters is number eight. Okay, hamsters. I forgot about hamsters. Yes, yeah. hamsters is number eight, and there's another rodent. Gerbils, got to be gerbils. Well, that that's a really good guess, but it's not gerbil. I wonder if the gerbils are are probably soon with, after the top ten, or maybe roped in with the hamsters. They're pretty similar. They're different. Uh, they are different. I think they the hamster is more popular. And once you name this other rep, uh, sorry, uh, rodent, rodent, you will say, yeah, gerbils are below that. Oh, on the list, yeah. You're missing huh. a pretty big one. A pretty big rodent. What? Yeah. What am I missing? This. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. Be, I'm gonna kick myself for not thinking of this, huh? Yeah. So. Give me a hint. I'll give you a hint. Papa. Papa. Papa Smurf is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you another hint. Uh, Cochon. No, that's too French for you. I don't. know That's too francy. About that. How about? Um, uh, this animal is named after livestock. After livestock? From... If you had a... If you were to get bacon and... Oh, a guinea pig. Okay. A oh. guinea pig. Oh, my goodness. I'm yes, yes, yes. struggling to find glues here. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Papa New Guinea. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Papa New Guinea. Papa Smurf. That was a good one, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so a guinea pig. Yeah, we had guinea pigs when I was growing up. I remember. Yeah. Um, my sister had them. Yeah, yeah. They were they were cute. They were. We had guinea pigs. My brother and I, he's about a year younger than me, uh-huh. and we, we had, he had one, I had one. I forget which is which, but we they were named Bo and Luke because the, Duke the Dukes of Hazard yeah, was, of course. was big. That uh, was big. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. I would still love to have a charger, although I, I don't think I'd have the Confederate flag on the top. No, but we've a, talked about that. Yeah, uh, but a, we've talked at length. But we I like the color episode. orange. I might yeah. even put a zero one on the door. Mm, mm. But you like that show? Well, I did when I was younger. You know, I don't think I, I'd watch it now. I haven't seen it now. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. But I, that's a show that I, I remember loving as a kid. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of hard to watch it. But now. I wonder. Yeah, I think it'd be tough. Yeah. I think it'd be tough. It'd be really dumb. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you would like anyway. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe. there's two left. So uh, number four and pig. number seven. Number four. No, well, we haven't done number one. Well, uh, okay. okay. Well, I told f- you it was alligator, so. Yeah, that's right. Number four and number seven. So we're, so we're done with the rodents? Yes. We're done with the rodents. We're done oh, with the rodents. birds. Birds. Got to be number four. Is number four. Yep, yep, yep. Birds, um, of course... That would that's include, a lot of birds. There are there's all different yeah, kinds of birds. It's a whole big category, you know, cockatiels and parrots and parakeets. When I was growing up, my mom bred finches, different kinds of finches. Uh-huh. She probably had. I remember being little, uh, like elementary school age, and she probably had. I don't know. In my mind right now, I'd have to ask her. I think it was ten cages. Wow. Of different kinds. If We had zebra finches. Yeah, we like had the, social finches. We had, like, I, I forget all the different kinds she had. Right. And Purple. then she would sell them. And she would, you know, sell them to places. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's all different kinds. 
they were loud. They were dirty. They were nasty. I hated them. Birds poop a lot. They poop just a indiscriminately. Lot. Yes. Yeah. Um, they. You know why they poop so much? No clue. They can't carry the weight. Huh. Yep. So uh, aviators need to dump waste sure, quickly, so they sure. just poop. But you know that's why it's not solid. They just it's well. There's that, but then also their urine and feces are combined together. They just have when when they excrete, it's the same thing. It's uh, that's why it takes the paint off your car. Oh, Uh, so um, okay. So number seven is kind of it's kind of like that. I'm I'm afraid you're you're not going to get this one without that hint. Okay, give me a hint. Um, it it's like birds. It's like birds, yeah. So it's a big category. It's a category. Okay. Uh, fish is a big category, but we already did We've that one. Fish and reptiles. Fish, reptiles, birds. Yeah, that's those are big categories. Yep. Uh, so this is. Give me another hint. Uh, this is kind of not really fair. It's um, it, it they are birds, but mm-hmm. of a different category. Ducks. Okay, ducks. Yeah, so poultry is poultry. the category. Oh, chickens. Chickens, turkeys, ducks, geese. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, and apparently, I- I'm not sure this is this is accurate in terms of pets because a lot of people they, yeah. they're collecting eggs. Yeah. How about or even, sheep? Or even how about eating them? Cows. Yeah. Right. How about right. Goats. Yeah. But it's what this list has. Um, no, but I've known people who have had pet ducks. I've known people who have had pet chickens. It's certainly kids hatch chicks and keep yes, chicks, yes, and yes, that yes, might yes. keep the chicken around or something right. like that. Yeah. Well, I talked to. Um, you got them all, but number one. Yeah, I'm still trying to think about what number one is. We went yesterday to an animal park and we saw. Uh, a demonstration with sheep, a sheepdog uh, herding sheep. And you saw this yesterday? I saw it yesterday. Huh. Yeah, yeah. And it's pretty impressive. Really great sheepdogs. Yeah. Um, when they, I mean, it's amazing that how they listen to. Oh, the, you went to Down Under. I did, Kentucky Down Under. I've seen the same, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty impressive yeah. how, they, how they do that. But there was this one sheep that uh, was not interested, was not. Uh, was ignoring the dog, and the dog right. was ignoring it. Right. They, and the, so the trainer called all the sheep over to the to, and, and was explaining things. And somebody said, "Well, what about that sheep over there?" And she said, "Oh yeah, that sheep's not coming." Well, what do you mean? Why not? And she said, "Because that one was uh, was when they were really little, was really really cute." And uh, some of the kids <laughs> couldn't stop uh, holding it. B- bottle fed this one, yeah, and became friends with the dog right. before. Uh, an understanding so, there, so the dog is is no threat to that sheep at all. Um, and th- that sheep's name is Nugget, which is short for Turd Nugget. <laughs> turd Nugget. That's the sheep. So okay. there was a whole herd of sheep, and one of them was a pet. There you go. But had been incorporated into the... Yeah. And so then the last one, of course, is dog. And that's my favorite pet for sure. Yeah, you know, dogs, uh, there is a special bond. And yeah. We've talked about this in our first, very first episode. Yeah. yeah. C.S. Lewis saying it was the closest that man could get to the, the pre-fall relationship yes. with animals. Yes, yes, the, yes. The, there is, they are faithful, loyal, happy to see you always. Yes. You know, uh, there's just something about that... That sensitivity that a dog has, and the yeah. people love their dogs. People love their dogs, yeah. and I love my dogs. I have a little dog named Pete. 
Yep. And Stinky he's Pete. wonderful. Stinky Pete. That's what uh, I'd call him. But... He, well, you're not the only one. He, okay. he, he likes to roll in dead things. <laughs> yeah. His, yeah. His, I think he, when he dreams, he thinks about rolling in a dead walrus. That's yeah, what I've always thought yeah. of. It's a predatory thing, you know, to cover Oh, yeah. Side. Oh, I, know, I understand yeah. the reason, yeah. but he stinks. He takes, you know, he has to take a lot of baths, and he hates taking baths. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's when he wants to, you know, gets hungry, and he wants to come up and eat your neck meat. Right. That he doesn't want you smelling him first. <laughs> Detecting his dog odor. He wants you to smell a, a, a dead worm yeah. instead. Now, what dogs do you have now? I have a Jack Russell. Yeah. So that'd be my third Jack Russell. Right, right. And I have a Westie Shih Tzu mix. Okay. And Gus and Greta. Gus and Greta. Yeah. And Greta is uh, the preferred dog by the family. She's okay. cuter and fuzzier and yeah. more sensitive, has yeah. the, the dark, soulful eyes and wants uh-huh. to be in your lap. And, uh-huh. um, but when, we, when she was a puppy, she, she was the one that I came home and she had chewed up a furniture leg and I started calling her Regretta. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that too. Yeah. But yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you know, after Linus, these two are just kind of dogs for me. Yeah. Um, Linus was my dog. I remember Linus. Yeah. 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 For those of you who are interested in more about Dave's relationship with Linus, go back and listen to episode number one. Yeah. Uh, the audio quality is not nearly as good, uh, but the content uh, is really, really good. I think we re-released that, didn't we? For Maybe. New Year's or something, like a one-year like an- anniversary, yeah. we re-released it. But We may have. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So top those are the pets. top 10 pets in, in the United the States. US. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Congratulations, you made it to this the end of here. <laughs> Again? Yes. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. You made it to the end of this week's episode. Congratulations, you win a pack of chiclets. That's perfect. To claim your prize, write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 214-267-9287. Join us next time when we will discuss which celebrity needs a punch to the face and which one needs a punch to the groin. <laughs> no, I got lots of ideas. Mm-hmm. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and join our Facebook group for more Hopper goodness. The Hopper Podcast is sponsored this week by Ain't Your Mama in the Pancake House? Wait, what now? Ain't your mama in the pancake house? (laughs) (laughs) All right.